You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. If you want to learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, tune in to WP88.7. Brave new radio. We got managers, producers, record labels, concert promoters galore. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Professor David Kirk Philp, along with Dr. Esteban. Emeritus. Um, that's right, Dr. Esteban Emeritus Marconi. He's been retired for months, multiple months at this point, but he's still here rocking Music Biz 101 and more. Wow, two months already. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's good to have you back. Three months. Never left. We have an excellent, excellent show today. We're going to have guests Jordan Curland from Brilliant Corners Artist Management and Noise Pop promotion, uh, Promotions, Andy Bernstein, Executive Director director of Headcount, Daryl McDaniels, the DMC from Run DMC, mm-hmm. of course, Dr. Esteban and myself, gonna talk about some pretty cool stuff. But before we get to that, we should give thanks, should we not? Yes, we should. Let us give thanks to the good folks at Van Dyne Burial Inc. and White Hat Management, with artists like Dave Matthews, Stress Doors Down, Sample Vincent, and Kiss. There's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to VB. Did you do it? <laughs> On radio, it's perfect. You guys all missed it. You all missed it. You guys should be here live with us. CPA.com when you're ready. And we want to give thanks to Christine. Boy. They. A wealth manager. Emeritus at the Forefront Group. F-O-U-R, front group. Christine has helped many professionals at the University at William Patterson, as well as probably other companies manage their investments and plan out for their retirement when somebody like you is thinking of building a bridge to your financial future. Think about the Forefront Group and go to Christine.Oy.Vey at Forefront.com. Leave the last oy off for savings. Some other good news. We've been bringing up 7th edition managing your band. I'm bringing it up. We're in discussions. We are actually, we had a discussion and the discussions continue. Correct. We're getting there though. Yep. Yep. (laughs) There we go. The excitement. Let's see something out by next summer. That's right. Summer 2021. All right. All right. Here we go. We have guests with us. 
With us, we have Andy Bernstein. Uh, did I screw that up? Is it Bernstein or Bernstein? Bernstein, you got it right. Bernstein, I got it right. Okay, was it Leonard Bernstein or Leonard Bernstein? I think it was Bernstein. Oh, Bernstein. really? <laughs> we got so, hold on, my whole life I've been going, Leonard Bernstein. That's yeah. wrong. <laughs> wow. I think that's fine. Now, my grandfather's name was Leonard Bernstein. Oh. And people would come up to him sometimes to see his name and said, are you the Leonard Bernstein? Yeah. And he'd say, yes, I am. You know, you know, it's, you know it's funny. Um, I think what's been going on, people been saying it wrong, but nobody had the courage to tell people they were saying it wrong. Yeah, I've said right. Bernstein up my whole life. Did yeah. not know. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, there we go. I, yeah, I'm sorry. So anyway, that, that's Andy, who's the executive director of Headcount, an organization built around getting people to register to vote and built also around music. And that's why we have Andy here. We were introduced to Randy from Jordan Curland, who is the manager of a number of bands, including Death Cab for Cutie. Jordan, hey, hey. brilliant Corners Artist Management. We've had Jordan on before on the show. You should listen to that. I've actually listened to that multiple times. And Jordan also uh, is a promoter from Noise Pop and has put on the Noise Pop Festival. And, the, and Treasure Island Festival as well, Jordan? Yeah, Treasure Island Music Festival, RIP. I mean, it ran from 2007 to 2018. We had a very good oh. run. But, um, but yeah, we are, we are no longer, well, we wouldn't be able to do it in COVID times regardless. But, right, uh, so yeah. you knew it was coming and you just stopped it. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, the man, he's a He knows, he knows. Yeah. And then we also have uh, DMC, Daryl McDaniels, with us as well. And he's representing, because we're talking about music, we're talking about the election, we're right. talking about activism, and we have yep. Daryl here, who is the artist, and he's representing the artist's standpoint in this discussion that we're, we're going to have. And of course, we have Dr. Esteban Marconi with us. So this whole discussion... Started with Jordan. Jordan reached out, sent an email, and said, I want to talk about this. So, Jordan, what are we talking about? Why did you want to talk about this? Let's well, I mean, I think, like many people, just I'm very concerned about the upcoming election. And um, to me, you know, I've been fortunate for my career to work with artists who take a stand politically and put themselves out there. Um, you know, to raise awareness, um, to register people to vote, to raise money, et cetera. Um, and, you know, that's been a springboard for me to do similar things over the years. Um, you know, this election being, you know, it's, 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 it's not hyperbolic to say it's the most important election of our lifetime. It's probably not hyperbolic to say it could be the last real election of our lifetime either if it goes the wrong way. So I just, you know, I've been doing all all I can in my limited abilities to try to try to raise awareness, raise money, get people excited about Joe Biden. Um, and I've written a couple of articles and I was thinking about, you know, what other resources I could try to tap into. And I, I remembered how much I enjoyed doing the show, which was probably, was it last year? I feel like I'm it was. a year and a half or two years year. ago, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it just seemed like this would be a great forum to get some folks together to talk about what we can be doing down the stretch, you know, and here we are 39 days out. I just say that's awesome. Thank, thank you. That's girl. like yeah, powerful. Somebody's yeah. got to do it and you're doing it. You're yeah, we're trying. I mean, look, I mean, artists yeah. like you are an inspiration for that stuff. I mean, I'm very close friends with Shepard Berry, who I know you guys. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, yeah. Well, 
the yeah. artist should always see it's different from being a role model. A role model yeah. is, is different. The artist should always be the voice of the audience. And I've, I've yeah. learned that from, you know, I love Frank Zappa. Yeah. I love John Lennon. I love John Fogarty. Yeah. You know, see, I love Neil Young. These are, Neil Young sung about the shooting at Kent University. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. we're in a position, not just the artists, I'm talking about all creatives, all journalists, people who are able to, to be in front of a microphone and give a message, because a lot of people is reluctant to step up. Yeah. And it, I, I, um, I don't like when people say, the artist should just do it, the artist shouldn't do it. Who better than the artist to do it yeah. because they have the platform. Um, Chuck D, a public enemy, it was 1988, and this is a funny story, and we was on tour, check this line out, it was Run DMC, Eric B and Rock Kim, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, big shout out to Will Smith, EPMD and Public Enemy, and we all on this big tour, and we all on the side of the stage talking about how great this hip hop thing is, and everybody's giving us props, yo, running up, got us getting sneaker deals, Running us, yo, we went from playing the, the roller skating rinks, we playing the garden now, and then, oh, we get money now. Yeah. And it was all based on what's the most powerful thing about this hip hop of being in this music. And Chuck D, I think at the time, he was the oldest on the tour. I think he was only, he was like 24. I think I was like 21. Chuck was like 24. And in that man voice at yeah. 24 years of age, he said, the most powerful thing about this hip hop thing is the power of communication. Wow. There's always a microphone, there's always cameras, we're making videos, we're on the radio. It's our responsibility to be the voice of that audience. And I never, awesome. I never ever forgot that. But it wasn't something new. I was just surprised that he was saying it, yeah. Jordan, because I think the story is that Barry Gordy didn't want Marvin Gaye to do um, what's going on. Right. Right. He's like, this, this is going to Marvin Gaye was just known as the sexy love making. Yeah guy and that's where all his money and energy and marvin said no i have to do this he yeah. sung at his very next show he sung that song and he yeah. got a standing ovation oh. and i think why you that. being a kid yeah yeah it's a true story but yeah. in this day and age people are scared to especially with hip-hop these yeah. guys think they gangsters and so rough but they punks to me because they ain't stepping up to the plate talking about the issues that's detrimental jordan child survival we're in a critical yeah. time no, I know. And I think that it's been, um, you know, I want, I want Andy to talk too, obviously, but I, um, and he could speak to us better than I can, but I feel like it's been, you know, I've been doing some work directly with, with the Biden campaign mm -hmm. and, you know, getting folks from the hip hop community really on board supporting Biden has not been easy. I got a song for him. Me and a protest singer named Janet May, we made a song. I'll let him use it. And wow. everybody says, Biden and Kamala should have this song because yeah. it's about yeah. the people. It's about what they represent, not who they are. Not you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's about what we need right now. Well, so I'll, if you need I'll, support, let's talk. I'll, 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 I'll send you in the chat. I'll send you um, my email. Okay. So you can send it. I'll try to get it to them. And, okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Would, I mean, I'll, I will get it to them. I, you know. Cool. So yeah, um, but you know, I think you know, it's just, it's. It doesn't, you know, it's happening less and less, but it's still surprising to me when people don't, I mean, I know people aren't as inspired about Biden as they are Bernie or, you know, Elizabeth right. Warren or Mayor Pete or whatever, but this election's about two two individuals at this point. And it's, you know, it's right. either, and it's about the soul of our country. And we have the power, we have the power to do something about it. You know, yeah. it's funny, yeah. it's like, 
when you look at music, us artists, when you look at us artists, you know, when Run DMC, when we first came out, as good as we were on the microphone, you know what I'm saying, what was important about us, we did a record for It's like that. It's like that, and that's the way it is, which brought yep. awareness, would make people unemployed. At a re- I mean, you can play that record right now. We robbed about the situations that, you know, was, was relevant to all of us. And, mm-hmm. and, then, and the funny joke is the very next year after it's like that, we did a record called Hard Times spreading yeah. just like the flu. And everybody said, yo, y'all need to put that out now because we got all this political, social unrest. And then you got the COVID thing going around. Yep. Those records were all prophetic. No, but absolutely. Yeah. The, the beautiful thing about it is it's our responsibility as people to get up and be the voices, or at least be, we gotta be the cheerleaders that encourage, like you said, it's about two people, but a lot of people gotta understand, yo, utilize that power to vote. Yep. Don't just not do nothing. People are so comfortable with not doing nothing anymore now. Yeah, we're, we're feeling like, I was talking to someone this morning who was just saying he feels helpless. You know, feels like, right. well, what can I do? And it's like, look, of course, we all feel hel- a little bit helpless at times, but we can all be doing yep. what we can do, which with exactly. Andy, that would be a good place for you to talk about what you're up to and where people can, you know, how people can get involved now down the exactly. stretch. When people feel like they don't, they don't have the, the soapbox of being an artist or an actor or a comedian. What, 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 what people can do that, that'll make a difference now? Well, you know, uh, an interesting thing is that there are studies that show the thing that impacts, uh, influences people's voting decisions the most is friends and family. So while celebrities and musicians have this amazing platform and headcount, we kind of specialize in, in harnessing that and, and actualizing that. We also know that ultimately what it's about is the people who are right around other people. And, and so what we're really trying to do is get the conversation started, but it's up to every individual voter to continue that conversation with friends and family especially young people, when you consider that about half the young people in America vote, it means that every young person has friends who don't vote. Right. And um, so one of the things that Headcount is doing this week, we launched a website that's uh, it's called So Your Friends Aren't Voting. And it's, it's a kind of talking tips for young people or people of any age on how to have that conversation, how to have that difficult conversation with somebody who doesn't vote. Um, but then our, our formula is that it's musicians and the music industry that gets that out to people. And the reach in the music world is, is unparalleled, um, or at least um, in the music and entertainment world is unparalleled. And so, you know, when we work with artists that have 20 million Instagram followers or things like that, uh, we just, during Tuesday, uh, it was National Voter Registration Day, and we had over 400 musicians and, and influencers posting on social media, most wearing photos, uh, most posting photos where they're wearing vote masks. But our actual most successful social media post was Lil Dicky, the uh, kind of comedic rapper. He yeah. posted a nude photo of himself with his Lil Dicky between his legs and said, if you want to see more, click the link in the bio. And the link in the bio was to uh, our voter registration page. And we had, <laughs> uh, you know, we track these and over the, the 400 posts, this, this one registered the most voters. Uh-huh. So, and I think with that, you know, what you saw was the artist truly put himself into it. He put himself out there and it's, it's on brand for him. Yeah. Um, but he didn't follow. I, th- I would have loved if he wore nothing but a vote mask. That would have yeah. really been yes. uh, yeah. right on. But uh, it was interesting to us to see, you know, that was, that was our, 
our number one post. And, and our number two, you'll never guess in a million years, was uh, Weird Al. And this uh, was the second time that Weird Al has been very tops for us. And, and so like comedy and like comedic music seems to be like where the kind of Venn diagram crosses and seems to have a lot of influence. We have years of data and it always blows me away to see what artists are driving the most. And uh, Ariana Grande is a big partner for us and she'll probably register the most voters this year with us. Uh, and she has 200 million Instagram followers. So it's, it doesn't take a math genius to figure out how. Uh, She's also done a really good job of putting her brand into it. Like we've worked with her team and the team at, at Scooter Braun, the manager's team, and to really like, like follow her brand guidelines and headcount, you know, we have a look, but we don't have a big ego. So when we have a partner that wants it to be their look, we say, hey, no problem. This is all about getting voters registered. And we've done a lot of work with other uh, industry partners that have done that too. Spotify, SoundCloud, we just launched with SoundCloud and built a beautiful landing page and, and sort of their brand look. So we're learning a lot this cycle. We, we just passed 200,000 voters for the cycle, which was our goal for the year. And we passed that on September 24th. And I think we'll probably get another, maybe another 50,000 in the next few weeks because it's really awesome. cranking right now. Uh, and for us, the lift has come very much from the industry itself, certainly the artists, but we partnered with, with Vivo, with the Recording Academy, with ASCAP, with Live Nation, AEG, Atlantic Records. Um, and that's been really incredible. We've been doing this for 16 years and we're a very grassroots organization. And this was the year where the industry really came out and said, how can we help? We want to be a part of this. And we look at those 200,000 voters we register. It wasn't any really one source. Spotify was the biggest, but it's like a festival did a thousand, a festival did a hundred, an artist did a hundred, and it just all added up to 200,000 and hopefully more. So it's been pretty incredible. And, um, but, you know, to that point, like what can a normal citizen do? Well, there's a lot, you know, you can text people. We have a peer-to-peer -peer texting program. You can go to headcount.org slash text and sign up to text people. Often like we'll set you up to text young voters in battleground states. And, uh, and one cool thing we do is if you're a fan of one of our bigger artists, you can text fans of that artist. So Ariana Grande, Dead & Company, Dave Matthews, we have like 30,000 people on our database who we know to be fans of those artists. So we have somebody text and say, hey, I'm a deadhead too. And we get about triple the response rate when it comes in that way. So lots of different ways people can engage. One thing um, I started doing actually, and I'm glad for our listeners, we were originally going to record this a week ago and uh, we, we pushed it off, and we, it was good because that evening, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Oh, wow. And um, so now it's a week after her death, and there has been mayhem, basically, in the presidential race amongst Republicans and Democrats. Who is this going to help? Uh, the Republicans going back on all the things that they said a year ago, two years ago, four years ago, when it was uh, Merrick Garland trying to get uh, through with Obama. And um, so I was very upset. And I am somebody on my Facebook, for example, when you talk about rules and guidelines, my personal rules and guidelines were never to swear and never to do anything political. And on Friday, it, it I boiled over and I wrote this long rant about it and how 
I'm, I'm was very upset. And for our listeners, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. Probably I'm not a Trump supporter. And I felt that the Trump supporters are louder and angrier and um, they push their stuff through better than the non-Trump supporters. And I said, I'm not putting up with that anymore. So um, I put up uh, that long rant. And then what I start, I bought a lawn sign, a Biden-Harris lawn sign. And um, then people started, Marconi has a Mikey Sherrill lawn sign. She's the congressperson for our district. Is that right, Marconi? Yes. Yes. And I started putting, so I had my lawn sign and I started putting pictures of that lawn sign, me doing different things with the lawn sign. Um, uh, from either jumping over it and talking about health care to um, having the sunset behind it and just talking about the sunset or the sunrise. I have, a, I'm going to have basically about 39 different days of pictures of me with this lawn sign. And the responses I'm getting are really good. They're uh, we're saying, I just bought mine. One guy saying, I just bought an eight-foot Biden banner to put on my barn. You know, so I'm actually getting people to say, I just bought this. I said, I donated to Mikey Sherrill. I donated to Biden for a third time, just five bucks. But people are replying and say, I just donated this. I have friends in Tennessee. I just donated to this person in Tennessee and this person and Biden Harris. You know, so um, from a, a person, just a regular person, that's something that I did because I'm sick of what happened Four years ago, you saw Trump signs everywhere, everywhere yep. they went. And, I, and uh, I started seeing that again, and I didn't want to put up with that this year and just be passive, you know, so. Well, that's great. I mean, modeling, which is what you're doing ultimately, right, is very important. Right. It's more effective, you know, for an artist, let's say, or any individual, like you were saying, rather than just posting, call your senator, if you actually put an Instagram story of yourself calling your senator you know, or, you know, doing what you're doing or wearing a vote t-shirt or a vote mask, like that, that it's proven, um, I don't remember the statistic, but it's proven to be more effective. And I think, you know, one of the things about, you know, this, this, you know, what I, I think what applies to artists or known people applies to everybody on some level, right? Like we all have, right, our, yeah, right, we all have exactly. our, our social network, but, you know, the thing is right now, everyone's still, largely stuck at home. So we all are preaching to a captive audience. And even though if it feels like sometimes we're preaching, we're screaming into the void or, you know, et cetera, but people are home reading what celebrities are saying. They're reading what we're saying and post, as you saw, what you're posting. And it, it's an important time. And I don't think as much as, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with social media, like most people in the world, it's a very effective tool for getting out effective. I mean, for getting out reliable vetted information information yeah. mm -hmm. because disinformation is one of the cornerstones to voter suppression you know and that's where you know whether it's headcount or voter.org or fair fight or you know there's just so many great places voting rights lab um, obviously headcount being the best of them all uh, but there's just a lot of great places to get reliable you know partisan or nonpartisan information andy's you know organization is nonpartisan you know, I mean, what do you add, like, yeah. I think one of the challenges right now that's really yeah. important is getting good information out about how to make your vote count and avoid uh, your ballot being rejected. And this yeah. is a big focus for us. Uh, I think there was a Vanity Fair article that came out yesterday about how ultimately voting early and voting by mail, there is a big difference. Mm -hmm. Because statistically, mail-in ballots get rejected at a much higher rate. Um, and 
you know, if you're very careful when voting by mail and you follow all the directions and you get it out in time, you're, you're going to be fine. If you drop it off uh, personally, you don't have to worry about the post office. If you fill it out correctly, you're fine. And it's a perfectly good way to vote. But statistically, a lot of people make mistakes. They, they don't sign it in the right place. They don't put a stamp on. Their signature doesn't match. And one of the things that's new to this election is because mail-in voting has been politicized, Democrats are four times more likely to vote by mail than Republicans. Yeah. And so if you have a close election where one party's voters is voting in a way that is less secure and more likely to be rejected than the other, well, the election could literally turn on mail-in voting. And then you also have signals from the Trump camp that they're going to do everything they can to try to like not count mail-in ballots. So one of the ways we need to use social media is find creative ways to educate people about that. And we're never going to say don't vote by mail. Um, We're never going to use the words don't and vote in the same uh, (laughs) sentence. Right. But it's really important for people to understand that there are specific ways and reasons that mail-in ballots can be rejected. And mostly if people know what they are, they're much less likely to make those mistakes. And many will just be like, screw that. I'm going to, I'm going to vote in person. And that's the dynamic that we are trying to create, not for any partisan reason, just because we want every vote to count. And, um, and what we don't want is an election where the will of the people is subverted by paperwork, essentially. And, you know, hanging chads determine the direction of the free world. And the 2020 version of hanging chads could be signature mismatches, blue ink instead of black ink, all these crazy things that don't reflect the will of the voter. And so social media, to Jordan's point, is a really good tool to get that information out of it, out there. Mm-hmm. 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 And Daryl, what do you feel like, I mean, is there stuff you've been doing or you've been seeing people doing that you feel like has been effective or uh, what do you, what do you well, think? I'm, uh, we're getting ready to put out a song. Uh, mm-hmm. It's with Captain Kirk from the Roots. He's playing yeah. guitar and a good friend of mine named K.O. Dennis. He produced it. And it's called Missed Opportunity. Hmm. And um, it's very, it's hip hop, but it's very punky. And it's basically to get through to people who think that, oh, if I vote, it ain't going to matter. And it's and all of that. Hmm. We wanted to encourage people in a way that wasn't going to be overwhelming. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, for some reason, people nowadays think the voting is useless. Yeah. You know, from conspiracy theories and from, you know, not getting the results that they want. A lot of people have just given up. Like, they really don't care, which yeah. is true. So we, we got this record called Missed Opportunity. And it's not more about the song. It's about we just say, I don't want a missed opportunity. I don't want to ever regret. In the midst of all this stupidity, everything wrong, we are going to correct. We don't want a missed opportunity. We don't ever want to regret. Um, in the midst of, of all this um, stupidity, all of these things we can't correct. So we just want to tell people that if you get out there and vote, something good it can happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot, of, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, they don't care, man. Like they don't care, so I didn't. I don't. I don't want to encourage people for like political reasons. I yeah. want to encourage people for human, social. Uh, uh, yo, we can make a difference. Yep. Uh, I know Chuck D. He's doing something right now. He's starting to do his thing. As a matter yep. of fact, I think they just dropped their album today. Yep. 
I think so today. Chuck yeah. is working on some stuff. I'm going to drop the song. And um, we're just going to hit the ground running. Yeah, when are you going to release the song? Let's check it out. Uh, but right now, we're trying to put it out in October. Cool. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I will email you separately. I have an idea. Okay. So, and then... Okay, cool. No, it's, it's cool. It's called Missed Opportunity. Don't miss cool. the opportunity to, to get yeah. the change that we want. I don't want to hijack the podcast about it, but we put out a compilation record at the beginning okay. of the month. Uh, digital album to raise two hundred fifty thousand dollars in twenty four hours for Fair Fight and Color of Change, and we're doing another one Bam. next Friday. Bam. So I'll send you info on it if you want. Oh, I could put a song on it, compilation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome! We just, awesome. We, just, we, we just put it up. We just put it up for twenty four hours, and then it comes down. You can do whatever you want for it. It's okay. Cool. Only. Sounds yeah. good. All yeah. right. Who was um, on the first compilation? How did people find out about it? And um, so we went out. I've been, you know, since 2012, well, actually since 2004, let me back up. I've been doing election-based projects with a close friend of mine, an author here in San Francisco named Dave Eggers. And we've done different things over the years. I won't bore everyone with the different projects. But this year, I was just noticing how powerful Bandcamp Friday is, which I don't know if everyone's familiar with it. But Bandcamp has been, since the pandemic started, has been waiving all their fees for artists and labels on one Friday a month. And we had one of our clients, a, a punk rock band from Toronto called Pup. We put a live record out for 24 hours and it made $55,000. Um, half of it was donated. And that just gave me, you know, light bulb in my head was mm. like, we could do something similar. It creates a sense of urgency, which is so missing from music these days. Cause once music's yeah. out, it's just there. Yeah. And you know, how do you get around all these rights issues? You know, I'll say, you know, label is a problem. Look, it's up for 24 hours, download only. What's the problem? Um, so we were not, you know, I was hoping to make, raise 50 grand, right? So we got a bunch of great artists. I got Shepard to design the album art. We sold a poster. Um, you know, we did, uh, you know, it was a really, you know, really, really great, you know, collection of artists that you know, we're a part of it, a, a, a diverse group of artists. You know, we had, God, it's funny, I can't even, I'm in the middle of curating second, the second one right now, so I'm trying to like separate in my brain who was on it. Um, but you know, we had, you know, like my clients, like we had, we had a, we had a, a live uh, Death Cab for Cutie song. We had um, Haley Williams from Paramore. We had Group Love. We had um, Robin Pecknold from Fleet Foxes. We had, uh, we had Sudan archives. I mean, it was a, it was a really good, it was a really good solid list of artists. And this next one's coming together in, and so long short version is we sold 12,000 copies in a day in 24 hours. We sold a thousand posters. We, we grossed over $320,000. We're able to pay out $250,000 after expenses. Um, and we're doing a second one and it's coming out next Friday. And we have um, David Byrne and Arcade Fire and Mark Ronson and, awesome. um, you know, Yoko Ono gave us a remix. It's on and on. So, um, so yeah, Daryl, if you think it's appropriate, we'd love to have the okay. Love to have the track. I'll, I'll, awesome. I want to point out two things. Yeah. One is Jordan. You have really cool friends. Shepard <laughs> Ferry and Dave Eggers. Yeah. I have cool friends, but those just just guys I grew up with in Brooklyn. You have some cool friends. Thanks. Um, I and I, I think those why, artists you listed and those yeah. artists are fantastic and everybody you listed there has been really supportive of Headcount and done yeah. stuff with us and it, it tends to be kind of a crew of artists who are supportive and make themselves available and we're, we're so grateful to them. 
And I think what's what's often missing on a lot of these things are hip hop voices. Yeah. And these are the voices that are most relevant to young people today. And Daryl, I wonder your thoughts on that. Like, mm-hmm. we, it, it, I think it's it's often there's just a lot of barriers. And and are there ways that that people like Jordan and organizations like Headcount can be more effective in bringing hip hop voices into into our work? Well, uh, <laughs> number one, the artists gotta want to do it first and foremost. Yeah. And and you know, and, and it's weird for y'all because, like you said, you need these guys that are the guys and the girls that are relevant now. Yeah. And the only reason it's easy to get the old school guys <laughs> to do it is because, but it's bad because we're older now. Like we are hip hop, we're more hip hop than all these hip hop heads out there. <laughs> but the audience now for the guys that the guys and girls that are reluctant to step up to the plate and assist you now in their youth, in their dynamic of power. You know, we're doing, we're, you know, the old school guys is 35 to 60 now. But yeah. the young people don't realize we did all this great stuff when we were their age. They don't see that. So it's hard for you all to, we'll do it in a minute. Run DMC, Daddy K, LL, Boom Bang. But is that going to reach the people that you're trying to reach other than who already got? It's all of these yeah. new artists. And I, I think what the problem is, I don't know, you gotta do something psychologically to hypnotize them. They don't see it as cool. We didn't see it as cool. We saw it as our responsibility. Yep. Run DMC, Trial Court Quest, LL. When we was doing the Raising Hell tour, Run DMC, BC Boys, Houdini, and LL, you could register to vote at all of those Raising Hell tours. And we registered a lot. Yep. And we did, we said, this is what we gonna do. So a lot of them are reluctant to do it. And then the other problem you got, maybe they will show up, maybe they'll do that. But then that thing is, oh, how much are you going to pay me? So I think what we have to do as the elders is somehow show the young people that it's cool. Because a lot of them don't, don't want to say, get up and vote or do anything good because they're worried about their street cred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just keeping it real. When we yeah. were Karis one, all of us, we wasn't worried about that. Our, our main responsibility was the people in the audience. But then that being said, though, to 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 approach the, the this young generation, you need somebody that looks and sounds like them. But the artists themselves, that I don't know why they're reluctant to do it. Maybe because they're worried about, oh, this is going to mess with, you know, how people think about me. Yeah. It used I mean, to be cool. Hip hop used to be cool to do good things. Now we it. now we're using negativity as a false sense of power. They're gonna curse at us, tell us how much money they got, they're gonna show us get high and show us all the stuff they got, but they're not doing nothing to help the people that's buying their records and stuff like that. So I mean, whatever I could do, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? and whoever else I could bring along. So I don't know, maybe y'all got to do something to make it cool to do what you're doing. And that's the main problem. They don't think it's cool. Well, Andy, maybe there's some sort of initiative you guys could work on together to try to make it cool. I mean, that, I mean, that's the experience I'm having and talking to, you know, like reaching out to younger hip hop artists. Is it just, no one wants to put them out there, put themselves out there for Joe Biden. And to me, it's just crazy. No so that, that's that's why I, I try to make it about the vote 
Yeah. I don't want to see, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to put that. We know who we should be voting for. Yeah. That's to put. Yeah. When I'm approaching these people, I'm telling them, get out there and vote. And nine times out of 10, they're going to go for Biden because that's what's cool. That's what's necessary and new. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make it, I don't want to make it, I don't want to force nobody to, you know, roll the way that we need to roll. So you got to do it in a way where, yo, you got to get out there and vote. And once they see, you know, once they see, I think the young people got to see some of the coolest people on the face of the earth who they voting for. Yeah. Then what, and, and see the artists nowadays, it's funny. It's going to take like, um, like you said, Jordan, and, and no, like you said, Andy, it's not about the celebrities. Once yeah. they see the normal people, yeah. you know say, whoa, if I, if I do represent Biden, oh, I might could get 50 million likes. You know what I'm saying? It's so weird with them. But with us, it was like everything for us was go to school, yeah. be cool, vote, don't be in a gang, this and that. We were 21 and 22 years old saying these stuff. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to take us. It's going to take you doing Andy and you doing Joy what you're doing. You got to get the people to vote so that these knuckleheads feel left out. <laughs> Darryl, then they're going to want to jump on it. Darryl, no. how come Le- it's cool for LeBron James to do it then? Like if, N- if the NBA and hip hop have been like running parallel for so many years. Exactly. Putting himself out there. How come hip hop isn't following that lead? Because doing something, I mean, this is, this is a fosterous, doing something good and positive is not really good for their image. You know, the day webinar, that's not for me, that's not my responsibility when it is. Like I said, the things I didn't do, I didn't do as a celebrity. Don't call me a celebrity because I am something they can never be. No, I did it because I'm Daryl, and this is what's important. You know, in the time that we did it, Tipper Gore was trying to throw the the parent stickers on all the hip-hop. And I'm like, don't throw it on mine. I'm running MC, don't curse on our records, and we ain't yep. shoot nobody. If you throw it on Mars, you're gonna people might not buy Tricky right. and my Adidas. So yeah, there's right. always, I think that, yeah, these people, the young people, I think we have to educate them, like you said, Jordan. It's about giving them the information of, you know, whatever the youngest, little, that big, you know, how the guys are little, yachty, and all these guys. Here's why you should be paying attention to this. You don't want to do this. Now, also- but it's, you know, it's educating them of why. You know, Chuck is yeah. like, Chuck D, he goes hard. He says, man, yeah. half of you people don't even know who represents you in your district and all of that. Yeah. And, and it makes people go, what, what? So Chuck forces you to, if you're going to call yourself gangster, Chuck forces you to go and participate so that you can say you could be all you are, who you are. Yeah. The, the, press, yeah. the press says that the... Uh, the artists are afraid of losing endorsements <laughs> if they do it. I mean, and to get to uh, Dave's point, of course, LeBron doesn't have to worry about that. But um, it's it's an issue that we keep reading about. Right. That they don't want to take a side. They don't want to. Because they're going to lose something. They're scared of losing something. Right. Yeah, alienates them. Yeah. So, I, I think there's a. A business dynamic. I mean, if we're talking about the music business, you know, a couple observations. Um, mm-hmm. Two of the biggest hip hop management companies that we dealt with this year. One of them was like, "Yeah, everybody's asking us. We're just passing it on to our clients, and people are going to do what they want to do." All 
I was like, all right, well, we actually noticed that most of your clients aren't really doing anything and your clients are the biggest names in the world. And if on November 4th, they're look up and say, oh, I wish I'd done more. Well, it looks like this management company didn't show any leadership. Mm-hmm. Then another management company, another big hip hop management company, they were really, we had a meeting with them early in the summer and they were really, really interested in doing something very bespoke, something that would be unique to their, their company. And one thing that was really interesting is we did a Zoom and the founder of the company was on the Zoom, he's a very well-known guy. And he was the only person on the entire Zoom who was not white. The entire company, everybody who showed up for this meeting was white, just an observation. Right. And, um, and then nothing became of it. And we don't really know what happened. They were like, we want to do our own thing. We want to put our own spin on it. And I, I can't say what happened or what didn't because it just, as far as that, we didn't hear from them again. And we had stuff like that happen with a lot of indie rock management companies and stuff like that too. It happens. Right. Right. But, you know, it's just an observation that I did not see great leadership from two very large hip hop management companies. Um, and I think that is a factor. I think that, I think there are a lot of factors, but it's, um, you know, we did see some of the really, really big names in hip hop engage this year, but then we saw like, I don't know, like some are being quiet. Like I, I haven't heard much from Chance this year. Um, Chance, Chance is Chance very Kanye. I mean, or kind of loosely supported Kanye. i sorry to cut you off, Andy, but you know, I'm very close with her. She's become a close friend. Venter uh, Brown, who was working for Chance up until recently, and she's the one who started, you know, one of the people that started the Black uh, Music Action Coalition. And, um, you know, I've talked to her a ton about this, and she's just like, yeah, she's like, I can't, you know, she's like, it's just the community's not coming out for Biden. It's that simple. And, you know, some people are stuck on um, the incarceration bill from 1992 or three, whenever that was. Right. Um, you know, he's had some gaffes, we know. Um, and, you know, that's it. Like, I've, I'm trying. I mean, she gave me a track from one of her young uh, hip-hop artists she's working with for this next compilation. But I think we only have, like, two hip-hop artists right now, you know? That's so, so crazy. That's the most yeah. prominent thing in the universe right now. Yep. Yeah. And and I, I you know, so I just, it's, it's uh, you know, again, I get it. Like, is Joe Biden inspirational like Obama or even inspirational like Bernie in terms of the messaging? No, but he's, you know, he's a trusted hand, steady hand who will get our country back on track. And obviously he said he wanted to be a transition candidate. who's going to bring up the next, surround himself with the next generation of political leaders. And he's certainly right. done that with his vice president pick with Kamala. So, right, right. you know, it's like, it's just, it seems like it's all there and I don't, you know, the messaging might not be there and it's just, the world's so noisy. There's just so much. And you know, everything that Trump's doing, unfortunately, it's working, you know, making people feel like their votes won't count. I mean, that's exactly what he's trying to do. <laughs> right. You know, make it feel like it's going to be a waste of time to go to the polls. Or if you lie enough over and over, people start yeah. believing it. It's like, yeah. yeah. Yep. We have uh, to do what we can do. We have to go harder, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's just like I was just doing an interview earlier and it was just asking me, you know, you know, why do the, 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 the negative the negative gangster rap records do so good because it's such an immediately, you know, Ice-T said sex and violence sells. Yeah. So you put out the sex and the violence, you're going to get to 10 million. 
But yeah. I always say, but parents can't understand. We'll get to that. It's just going to take longer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they was like, so how do we fight that? You know, especially if, if they're going to give you people, the media and corporations give you what they want to give you. How do you fight against a $10 million budget that you don't have? The people themselves got to go a little harder. I was like, for every one gangster rap record, you got to put out 50 positive records saying don't shoot, and then you can overcome. So it's all about the utilization of, 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 of the image. I, I just saw some um, yesterday, it was a post by Slick Rick, and it was you know, Slick Rick the ruler, and he was saying um, people think holding a gun and being a hood is gangster. That's not gangster. Getting out to vote is gangster. It was just so powerful because it was Slick Rick. So everybody who knows Slick Rick would get, yeah, you know, that's right. How do we engage the, the younger generation or, or those people that need to be encouraged to, to get up and support us? And like you said, it's like, I don't want to vote for Biden. But look, Biden is better than voting for Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, now, and that's it. We have two choices. And that's it. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what's so, you know, we have two choices right now, and they could, the, the, the difference cannot the be sharper. I, I was very frustrated in 2016 when you hear people say, oh, what's the difference between Hillary and Trump? Well, now we, you know, and I can understand that degree of cynicism, um, but like now, how could you possibly wonder what the difference is, you know? So, so Daryl, having Kamala Harris there, does that help, do you think, with uh, getting the black vote out, or do you think that at the beginning, that was a big deal for a second, but people have kind of already forgotten about that, and it's really between the two guys? It's, de it's definitely between the two guys. It's definitely The Rock versus John Cena. And nobody <laughs> cares about anything else. But Kamala um, being there was very inspirational. But like I said, I think a lot of the problem with, with, with the, the hip-hop or the streets or whatever is they feel that, okay, even if we vote for um, Biden and, and, and Mrs. Harris, it's still going to be the same. So that's why they're not going to vote. So my thing is to tell them, yo, but you don't want to look back and regret missing the opportunity to be after. That's how I'm getting it. You go, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, that's kind of right. Because everything has been exploited to now where it just seems like everything is just it's, 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 it's containment. You know what I'm saying? It's like Jordan is saying, yo, this is critical. This is about lives and change and, you know, getting the best person in there so that we can um, manifest the change that we need to happen now. But a lot of people are just reluctant because they don't, they don't think the vote is going to do anything. So that's what I'm, I'm not coming at that. I'm saying, yo, you don't want to miss the opportunity to have something go our way for once. Or, or I could see it that way, you know what I'm saying? But having um, Mrs. Harris, it was, it was huge, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, now the other inspirational thing is this. It's like, okay, we got to do this, which we got to vote for Biden because we want her to be the first black lady president. So it's, you know, it's like, how do we play the game that Trump plays, but how do we get people to really believe in, 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 in action and activate? Well, that question then go, also then goes to Andy, right? Because you hit your goal of two hundred thousand people to register, and you're gonna. You, you said you think you're gonna get another fifty thousand. That's step one. What is the follow up between now and November third then to get these two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand people to actually 
either mail in or physically go to a poll and vote. What do you guys do in this home stretch, as, as Jordan called it? Yeah, we do a ton. Um, we're doing about 3 million texts that are sent, like that are peer-to-peer texts where it's actually a conversation, not an automated text. Um, we're doing, we're launching that site I mentioned, Make Your Vote Count, which is gonna have all the information about how to vote early and how to vote by mail correctly. We also uh, launched the site uh, that's helping people talk to friends about voting at account.org slash talk about voting. Um, and that, this is also really where the artists come in. I mean, it's just basically cheering people on to the polls, getting people to make a plan. Um, we do a lot of informational stuff, like we're a resource to get people, so they have everything they need to vote. In terms of really encouraging people, I think that's really where the artists come in and just creating that cultural moment. And I'll tell you, it is scary as hell to hear anytime somebody is, is choosing not to engage based on who the candidate is, when there is just so much at stake that goes beyond the candidate. Um, and, and regardless of what side you're on, I mean, I, I think that one of the untold stories of the Trump presidency is the the changes he's made to the agencies, to the federal agencies yeah. and how they function. And certainly a lot of people know about, and what a lot of people don't know about the number of judges that have gotten approved during the Trump presidency. So you can like a candidate or not like a candidate. You can think, I think there are a lot of conservatives in America who don't particularly like Donald Trump, but they love the fact that he's getting these judges in there. Yeah. And they love the fact that conservative policy is being represented on the agency level. And if so, if, if somebody's going to make it all about whether the candidate personally excites them, well, you know, it's not about <laughs> we're not picking friends here. We're picking the direction of the free world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, by the way, is a line on our uh, make your vote uh, on our talk with friends. Talk about voting website. Oh, okay. Andy Bernstein you know, original, by the way. Republicans are and have always been better at putting differences aside and just rallying behind a candidate. Democrats, and you know, this is a problem with liberals, right? They, we tend to get caught up on things and say, well, I'm not gonna support Biden because of this one thing. Right. Whereas Republicans will say, I'm gonna push, I don't agree with Trump on eight out of 10 things, but I still want him in office over Joe Biden. So I'm just gonna throw, throw that away and I'm gonna go out there and try to get him in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a problem we've always had. And I think in 2008, that seemed to like, it felt like, Maybe Democrats have figured it out a little bit and everyone got behind Obama and obviously he was so inspirational, but it was, we're right back at it again in 2016, you know, like it's just so easy to, to divide Democrats. It's crazy. Oh, right. And you looked at the debates. I couldn't watch the Democratic debates. I found them impossible to watch. And one reason was that, all right, all the polling said what, what the voters cared about is who could beat Trump. Mm-hmm. And then you turned on the debates and there was no conversation about strategy for beating Trump. It was all them just taking shots at each other yeah. or say the same yeah. old tired talking points yeah. that you yeah. heard. I mean, Bernie Sanders, you could just wind him up and he'll say I the know. same thing again and again. He had, he had three talking points, you know, yeah. it, it was like a comedy sketch. And <laughs> and what what going into the, the race, what what voters were saying is they wanted somebody inspiring. And how did we end up with a candidate where that's not the adjective that anybody's using for, for Biden? And the mathematical answer is it was just a game of attrition and, and a lowest common denominator. Nobody could agree on anything. So they agreed on, you know, the candidate who was the default, basically. 
And, you know, we'll see what happens. And I think that you have on one side, you have a candidate that clearly inspires and the base loves. And on the other side, you have a candidate that you can't get. I mean, the idea that that a Chance the Rapper isn't going to engage. Chance the Rapper's father was in the Obama White House. Chance the Rapper's father, I assume, is friends with Joe Biden or at least colleagues. Right. Yeah. But a great leader. And I'm not trying to pick on Chance here because Chance is a truly great leader. He's a, a brilliant yeah, he's guy. So much for in Chicago. So much. You know, yeah. this is a guy who has the power to lead. And, and that's what really sometimes is upsetting. Like we have one artist we work with who one year led our campaign in voter registrations. And we've gone out on tour with this artist and he has a very young fan base and he's very socially conscious and the fans really respond. And this artist completely has sat out this election. And I know his manager was working on it. I, the other artists under this very top manager were engaged. And I'm like, I don't know what happened there, but when you have that gift, when you, because there, there's so many artists where their fans don't care and they don't react. And here's an artist whose fans really care. And he chose to sit this one out. And I just like on November 4th, if, if this turns out to be a low turnout election and, and young people don't come out in big ways, I just look at everybody who didn't engage and say, what were you waiting for? You're waiting for a bigger election. You were waiting yeah. for, you know, you're waiting for nuclear bombs like falling from the sky. Like what, if this isn't going to get you going, what is, what and that's is. where, you know, a lot of credit to you, Jordan, for like the leadership you've shown in this industry. There are not a lot of managers like you where you're clearly breathing this stuff every day and rallying and creating things. And, you know, it's just like we see the whole range and it, it, it's sad when, when you see people sitting out at a time like this. It's like, what more do you need? Do you need, you know, Supreme Court? Like, this doesn't wake you up? RGB? You think RGB wants people to sit out right now? Like, it's just, it just sort of blows my mind that anybody on either side, you know, could, could sit out right now. Yeah, agreed. Andy, um, the young people, are they aware of the Senate races? Well, Cause, probably mean, not we, enough. We won the Senate with the, with the House. We're yeah. in good shape. You know, one thing to know, in any battleground state, there are so many commercials on TV. Like in the New York, New Jersey area where we are, there's not as much up for grabs. But if you, I was in Maine a few weeks ago, and literally every single commercial, it was just back and forth, Gideon, Collins, Trump, not a lot of Biden. Mm -hmm. they, they clearly aren't spending in Maine, which is a little scary because the Maine second district could determine the presidency. Maine is a state where they split it. Uh, here's, you want to hear something crazy interesting I haven't heard a lot on, talk about? So the Electoral College changed a little bit based on who got um, you know, congressional numbers. Um, so here's, here's something really interesting. If Biden wins Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, the three states that lost Clinton the election, he still needs to win one. He still needs to pull either the second district in Maine or the first district in Nebraska, the two single districts, or he needs to pull a red state. Mm. And that wasn't the case. I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, you fact check me here. But when I was doing that math, 
And if if the uh, there's also some crazy tie scenarios. There are a lot of yeah. tie scenarios, and tie goes to Trump because then uh, Pence decides who wins. And uh, mm-hmm. so, like, I was surprised that Biden wasn't spending big in Maine. And if you drive around Maine, it's all Trump signs everywhere. There's not a lot of Biden lawn signs, but the the, the polls have Biden ahead. Anyway, my point about Senate races to your question is if you're if you are a TV watcher, which not all young people are, it is unescapable that you're hearing these crappy TV commercials all day long. Mm-hmm. But what I can't figure out is why political commercials are so freaking awful. Nobody would sell a product this way. Nobody would sell sneakers this way or <laughs> McDonald's or anything. Right. They're all exactly the same. They have the same voices, the same crappy things. And I'm wondering, like, in South Carolina right now, all right, you've got Lindsey Graham on the record twice saying he absolutely wouldn't put forth a Supreme Court case and going, hold it against me, hold it against me. I, I need to see, I want to search this on the Internet and see the commercials they're running against him. Because if you can't figure out how to turn that into a convincing commercial, well, I mean, it's what? the Lincoln Project probably has something, I would guess. Yeah, they do. They do have yeah. something. There's another one called Midas, M-E-I-D-I-S or something, who both of them have done some things like that. But yeah, you're, Andy, you're right, though, about that. Yeah, and Daryl, if you want to be on this comp, we're mastering yes. Monday. I need to oh, get this on this shoot. weekend. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you have time, but I don't know if it's that, if it's ready, but if it's mixed. All right, let me call my people to see if it's mixed okay. in. Anybody have any final words before we sign off? Any final words of inspiration to get people to to not only register but also to vote? Um, it's it's crunch time in the future. You know, we we need every single person to to engage and to vote and to encourage their friends and their family members and strangers to vote as well. Voting is a cornerstone of the, of of our dis- democracy, of what this country is founded upon, and you know, if we want to, you know, regardless of how you feel about the electoral process, if you want to enact change in this country, the quickest way to do so is by voting in the upcoming election. Voting, yes. the safe legal way to overthrow the government. <laughs> <laughs> don't, right, and don't miss the opportunity to have things change for the better. Step by step, we can do this together. I didn't even mean around. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we've had all right, guys. King DMC, so much, Andy Bernstein from Headcount, and Jordan Curland, Brilliant Corners Management. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Dr. Esteban Marconi, thank you for co hosting today. And you too. Good seeing you, Stephen. Thank you, everybody. Good seeing you, Doc. Yeah, you're not going to get me anytime. Anytime. Adios. Uh, Adios. I've traveled way too far to lose myself. I've been through hell and back. I'm back. I battle tainted minds, misconceptions of my kind. Leave them guessing all the time. Who I am, who I am. Sisters on me, keep our composure, you'll see. 
ready like soldiers. It's my lucky habibi of the Mustang. What they really see is not a formula. But let the immigrants be a fraud. Don't let the ignorant cause the fight. This land is yours and it is mine. Don't let the ignorant cause the fight. Yeah.